Thanks for listening to the Courageous Church Podcast. We want you to know that wherever you are, God is with you. We hope this message leaves you feeling loved, encouraged, and courageous. We thank you for tuning in. Courageous Church, Courageous People. And now, here's today's message. All right, so as we get ready to go into a new year, I think we have just a couple of days left, single-digit days left, until we get to 2022. And I just believe that if you're anything like me, you are focused and you are thinking about what is next and what is to come in this new year. You are starting to sharpen your pencil and write out your goals. You're starting to cut out your magazine clippings for your vision boards. You're starting to do everything you need to do to get ready to be focused and ready to go in this new year. Some of y'all, man, y'all got New Year's resolutions. You're going to work out, right? You're going to work out? Mm-hmm you're going to work out. So am I. I know. I know. We're going to do everything that we plan to do in 2022. But I just believe before we go into 2022, there are some things that need to die in 2021 before we can really have a good 2022. So I want to focus in and really get in your face today for e-church as we're leaning in and as we're all at home watching online because we can't have church physically today. We decided to let everyone be home with their families. But as we lean in for the next few minutes, I want you to do your very, very best to take some notes today as you're leaning in and gleaning and as you're learning and you're grooving and trying to move towards this new year, this new you, new boo, I know, all of that good stuff. We want to make sure that as you go into this new year, that you're going into it with the right mind, the right spirit, and the right heart. So today, I'm going to give you some hard, strong things to think about as we're crossing into this next year. It's right upon us. Let's get after it. All right, so I want you to open your Bibles to Matthew chapter number five. That's Matthew chapter number five. That is the first book of the New Testament, the first book of the New Testament. And here we'll find the assignment that God has given me to share with you guys. Here's some good scripture that's going to lay a great foundation for us to have this great conversation today as we get ready to go into this new year. And it says this. I'm going to jump into the 29th verse, actually. Chapter 5, verse 29. I'll do 29 and 30. Let's read two verses. That way we did a good, 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 good amount of scripture before we got into the message. Just two. All right, here we go. You ready? It says, if your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. My goodness gracious, the Bible is gruesome. I bet you didn't know it had that type of gruesome language in there, right? This is, this is some scary stuff, okay? It says, it's better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. I want to talk to you from the subject, cut it out. Cut it out. Before we cross into 2022, there are some things that need to be cut out of your life in order for you to walk into this new year and be the new person that God called you to be, to be focused to move towards your goals, to step into destiny, to move closer towards purpose, and to move into the vision that God has for your life, I believe that there are some very serious things that need to be cut out of your life. Let's pray. Whoo! Awesome God. Help me, Holy Spirit. You've given me some strong meat to share today to our people 
the day after Christmas. And I'm so grateful, Father God, that as we lean into this scripture, as we lean in to talk about what's next, as we lean in to talk about this next year that you have planned for us, Lord, I'm grateful that you're going to send the power of the Holy Spirit, not only to help me teach this message today, but God, send the power of the Holy Spirit to help us live the life that you called us to live. God, we don't want anything short of what you have for us. We want to be everything you called us to be. We want to do it the way you called us to do it. And we thank you for helping us today to cut out anything that is not like you before the end of this message. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And Father, I thank you that you're going to help the Buccaneers win today when they play the Carolina Panthers. Let them smash them in Jesus' name. Smash them to pieces in Jesus. Ooh, I felt the Holy Ghost right there. Amen. Jesus, Jesus, amen. I know you guys are going to be watching the Bucks here in just a few minutes after this message, but let's get this word first and let's get what God has for us and we'll all cheer for the Bucks together in just a few minutes. All right, here we go. So I really believe that as you come into uh, a new um, season, a new dimension, a new place, um, uh, um, um, a, a, new, a new direction. I, I believe that, that oftentimes we can mess up something that is new by bringing something that is old with us into what is new. I believe that sometimes we can bring some things into a new scenario, into a new job, into a new relationship, into a new opportunity that actually can, can forfeit or cause us to miss out on what God has for us in that new place. You see, there's some things that, that, that you did in last year or in 2021, and, and, and it helped you to become who you were in 2021. But God, as you turn this corner into this new season of your life, because I really believe I'm talking to some giant killers. I'm talking to some courageous people. I'm talking to some folks who have decided to not live abnormal lives, but to ad, have decided to live a life of faith and a life of destiny and purpose, a life that is challenged by God to be everything that you were called to be in Jesus' name. That's who I believe I'm talking to today. No matter where you're watching from, I believe God God has a courageous plan for your life. I believe that God has something great in store for you. I believe that you were fearfully and wonderfully made. I believe that you are the head and not the tail. I believe that you're above and never beneath. I believe that God calls you to stand in victory because he is victorious and that he lives inside of you. And greater is he that lives inside of you than he that lives against you, that comes against you in the world today. I believe I'm talking to some people who have purpose and destiny brewing around on the inside. If you believe that, somebody write amen in the chat right now. Amen. Yeah. Because I believe somebody's ready to move into destiny and move into purpose, and, and, and you're really ready to, to step into that. But I, I want to make sure that as we step into what is new, that we don't allow what is old to keep us from embracing what is new. And so I believe that, that, that this scripture that, we've, that we're talking about right here, and this is, these words are in red, R-E-D. That means this is Jesus himself speaking and sharing this with us. And he is saying that if there is something that causes you to stumble in your life, have the courage and the faith to do whatever you need to do to cut it out. 
Now, let me be as practical as I can be because I want to make sure that we are understanding the Scriptures right and that, uh, that we're looking at this in the right lens. Now, the Bible is not telling you to go poke your eyeball out or go cut your arm off, okay? It is telling you, it is speaking metaphorically, it is speaking about things, it is speaking about uh, uh, stuff that comes into your life that can cause you to be hindered or that can cause you to be stopped in the relationship that God has called you to be in with Him. And if there's something that comes along the way that causes you, that, that causes that relationship between you and him to falter, then he's asking you to have enough courage to do whatever it takes to cut that thing out of your life so that you can be who God called you to be, okay? I just want to make sure that I'm being extremely practical. Yes, we're talking about the scriptures. Yes, I did read that, but I want everybody to understand exactly what it says as well, because there are some people that'll take that literal, and uh, I just don't want that to happen. I want to make sure you understand where we are and where God is taking us, okay? So let's talk about some of these things, because I believe that in every new season that God has ever given birth into our, into our lives, every new thing that God has ever pushed us into, we had to sacrifice something old in order to step into what was new. Whether it was financial sacrifice, or whether it was friendship sacrifice, or whether it was a, a location sacrifice, we are no strangers to cutting away things in order to step into who God called us to be. We've cut away full-time salaries. We've cut away benefits and insurance and all of those things to step into this thing called church planting and be able to, to, to plant this life-giving church called Courageous Church. And, and we don't have any regrets at all. We, we believe that this is what God has spoken over our lives. We believe that this is what we're called to do. We love the season that we're in. We love the skin that we're in. We love where we are because we trust and know that this is God's plan for us. So we know that when God calls you to do something, it comes with some level of sacrifice. And my question for every single one of you that are watching as you're thinking about your goals for next year is, what are you willing to sacrifice to see that come into pass? What are you willing to give up in order for God to do it in your life? See, I, I want to talk to you about that. I want to talk to you about what you're thinking seriously about as you step into this new year. I want to talk about those big goals and those big things that you're thinking through and those things have been kicking around in your head and you've been waiting for the coast to be clear enough for you to step out into it, yeah, I'm talking to you today. I'm talking to somebody who has a courageous blueprint just sitting on the back burner, ready to push it into motion. You're ready to have the meeting with the bank manager. You're ready to lay down your blueprint in front of the, the, the business proposal. You're ready to do whatever it takes to step into whatever that might be. You're ready to, to be bold enough to, 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 to pursue that relationship. You're ready to be vulnerable again and, and pursue that friendship. You're ready to do whatever it takes. And, and I just believe that there are some people that are right on the horizon of stepping into something new, and I want to talk about what it takes in order to do just that. So I want to talk to you about some things you might need to consider cutting as you're going into this new year. Yeah, cut it. Cut it. You got to cut it. Yeah, yeah. If it's stopping you from being who God called you to be, it's got to go. All right? So let's talk about some of these things, okay? First thing I want you to think about cutting and, and, and this particular area of your life is some shipmates. <laughs> what do you mean shipmates? What, what are shipmates? A love boat, soon we'll be making another run. No, I'm not talking about 
the love boat. I'm talking about those ships that's in your life. You know what I'm talking about. You know, those relationships, those friendships, those companionships, those courtships, all those different ships that we find ourselves engaged in. There are some relationships that have to be severed in order for you to step into your purpose and into your destiny. This is some good stuff right here. See, Luke chapter 8 actually describes a very interesting scenario that is just like this. And Jesus is inside of a home with his disciples and his mother and his father knock on the door to say, I need to talk to Jesus. Can he come out? And as Jesus comes to the door and he sees his mother and his father, he looks at his disciples and he says, these are my mother, my brother, and my sisters, those who do the will of the father or my mother, my brother, and my sisters. And what did Jesus do there? Jesus crossed the line that says, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to step into my destiny. And right now I'm in a destiny moment. And that means that there are some ships that I actually have to draw the line between to say that I'm willing to really embrace where I am and move in this direction of purpose and destiny. And if you want to move with me into destiny, I'm down with that. But if you want me to be who I used to be, I can't do that anymore. See, as he crossed into to who God has called you to be, you've got to make a list of people in your life that are supportive of where you're going. Oh, this is some good stuff right here. See, some of your favorites are about to change in your phone. Some of your top, top contacts that you have up there with the little faces and the emoji cons and all that stuff in there, that stuff, some of those are about to come down and you, you, God's about to start directing some new people and some new ships, some new, some, new, some new ships into your life, some shipmates into your life. You need some shipmates that don't lose their faith when crisis moments hit. You need some ships in your life, some, some shipmates that are willing to, to cheer you on and champion you as you move towards your destiny and your purpose. You need some shipmates that are going to see the great call of God on your life and see you pursuing the purpose of God and get behind you and push you into that thing versus holding you back and telling you not to do it. You need some, some, some shipmates in your life that are willing to get down with you and help you and get elbow to elbow and dig and get dirty with you. You need some people in your life that are supportive of the direction that God is moving you in and not holding you back from God, from who God is calling you to be. These are the shipmates that you need to be looking for. And as you're getting ready to cross into this new year, I want to ask you a very difficult question. Who on your ship needs to be thrown overboard? Because you do know that when you have the wrong people in your ship, it can cause the whole ship to be in disarray. Don't believe me? Ask Jonah. Jonah was on a ship and Jonah was not supposed to be on that ship. And because Jonah was in the wrong place, God caused a storm to come that was about to tear the ship apart. And finally, they realized that Jonah should not be on this ship. They figured it out and they throw Jonah overboard off of the ship in order to save their own lives. My question to you is, is what are you willing to do to save the future that God is calling you to walk in? Because there are some shipmates that you need to throw overboard in your life and embrace some new shipmates that are moving in the direction of purpose and destiny. Those are the people that you need on your ship. My goodness gracious, it's getting hot in here. It's getting hot up in here. God is already challenging us and messing with us on just point number one. Help us, Lord. I remember being in my, in my, my teen years. This was before I said yes to Jesus 
This was my, my ninth grade year. I remember a guy that I went to high school with. Man, I admired this guy. He was absolutely amazing. He was great on the football field. He was a young talent. He was a year older than us, but he was a, a, a starter on the varsity football team. This, this kid had talent for days. You knew that he was going to be playing on Sundays one day. He was really, really great at what he did. And, and, and this kid ended up in a car with someone in an area of our city that was known for crime and known uh, for, for, uh, for bad things to happen. And this kid ended up in the wrong place at the wrong time, sitting next to the wrong person in the wrong car. And he loses his life as people spray the car with bullets because he was in the wrong ship, in the wrong place, because he was with the wrong people. And his, his, his future was bright and his future and his destiny looked amazing. But, but he, he, he didn't live to see that purpose and that destiny because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong shipmates moving in the wrong direction. And I just want to challenge some of you that are not willing to be courageous enough to do what's necessary to get rid of the people that don't belong on your ship. Your destiny could be at hand. Your purpose is in the balance. What are you willing to do as you step into this new year? In order to be who God called you to be, you're going to have to throw some shipmates overboard. Whew, my God. All right, let's go to number two. Number two, I believe if you're going to step into purpose and you're going to really step into this new year and this new you that God has called you to be, I believe you're going to have to get rid of some digital distractions. Yeah, I know. This two by five device that we all carry in our pockets have become the number one uh, distractor of destiny, in my opinion. This thing steals our time. It steals our attention. It keeps us away. It keeps us from going outside and smelling the sunshine. It keeps us from seeing people walk across the street and enjoying life. This thing can consume all of our time. This thing tells us, this thing has the audacity to tell us how much time we spend on it every single week. And it tells us a report at the end of every week. And we still come back to it week after week after week, leaning into the two by five is what I call it, the two by five, in order to live our lives because this thing tells us everything now. It tells us when to wake up. It tells us when to go to sleep. It tells us when we should eat. It tells us when we should move. It tells us when we should, we should check things out. It, it tells us what's going on in our friends' lives. It tells us what's happening around the world. It tells us news. It tells us all types of things. And you got to be, be, be very, very careful about how much time you spend on that thing. And I'm preaching to myself right now because I'm telling you, my phone is always near me and the Lord is already dealing with my heart about things that I need to do to get myself in a better position to make sure that phone is not everything in my life. So I'm learning how to separate things and how to, how to pull things apart from it. And, and you pray for me as I pray for you, but I don't want any of us to miss out on the purpose and the destiny that God has for us because of digital distractions. You see, in that device can come some distractions. Now, there can, there's some life-giving things we can add to that device. We've got Bible apps. By the way, Bible app has won over 500 million downloads. The gospel is getting out. People are downloading that app, and that is absolutely amazing. Shout out to version. You guys are absolutely amazing. Shameless plug. You can send me royalties in Jesus' name. But I want you guys to understand that there are some good things that happen on that device. We stay in touch with our families and our friends and we can see pictures and see what's happening real time versus sending letters and things of that nature. So I totally understand that there are a lot of great things that happen on that device. On that device. But I, I want you to also hear this. Pew Research shows that 90, 95% of all of us have a smartphone 
and almost 50% of us reported a constant use. What does that mean? Constant use means that we never put it down. Constant use means that we're always uh, looking at it. Constant use means that every time it dings, we turn our attention towards it. Constant use means that we're always locked into it. And here is my fear. I don't want us to be so locked into a device that we miss out on our destiny. Oh, that's some good stuff. Let me say that again because that felt real good. I don't want us to, I don't want us to miss out on our destiny because we're looking at a device all the time. See, sometimes God needs you to look out in front of you and see the world around you and smell the roses and smell the flowers outside and actually see people and come in contact and have community and go spend time with somebody and go bowling and have fun and actually do real life things. Sometimes I think that we lose our ability to connect naturally because we actually believe that we're connected digitally to people that we've never seen that we watch and that we follow on social media. We got to be very careful that we don't allow ourselves to live a life that we think is real, but it is really not real. God wants us to live real lives. He wants us to enjoy real experiences. He wants us to see real people. He wants us to enjoy real situations, and we can't do that if we are always buried in our two-by-fives. My God, have mercy. I'm preaching to the choir, I know, but this is so essential as we're moving into this next year because more and more things are moving into that device, and I don't want us to be so distracted by digital devices that we allow those digital devices to live and run our lives. They are all around us everywhere. Don't be so distracted by what is digital that you miss what is real. My God. Number three, excuses, excuses, excuses. If you're going to step into this new year and be the person that God has called you to be, You're going to have to get rid of all of your meaningless excuses, Moses. Can't talk. You want me to go, 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 tell Pharaoh to let the people go? Yes, I sure do, Moses. But are they going to believe that I sent you? Tell them I am that I am. You see, I love that Moses argues back and forth with God about what he cannot do, and God answers him with what he can do through him. Ah, this is good. I I need you to understand that if you are a born-again believer, if you are a Christian of the Most High God, and if you are not a Christian, we're going to do an altar call at the end of this sermon, at the end of this message, so hang tight. I'm coming for you at the end. But if you are a believer and you love Jesus and you have a relationship with him, I need you to know that there is no height, there is no depth, there is no principality, there is no generational curse, there is nothing that can stop you from being who God called you to be. The truth is, is that you've been set free because the Bible says that whom the Son is set free is free indeed. You're already a new person because 2 Corinthians says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You are new and you are something different than what you used to be. You're not what you used to be. You're something new. And when you realize that and come into agreement with that, it increases the confidence in your ability to do things that you thought you couldn't do. Sheesh. I never forget the time that God spoke to me about writing a book. 
You mean the dude who learned how to read his second, ninth grade year in high school? You mean the dude that stutters and stammers over words when he reads them? You mean the dude that gets nervous in front of people anytime a book comes in front of him? You mean the kid that went to 16 different elementaries and seven different middle schools and three different high schools? You want me to write a book? Yes. Why? Because in your weakness, I'm made strong. Okay. So God writes a book. By the way, shameless plug, I have a book. It's on Amazon. It's called The CEO Principle, Ontario Green. Go check it out. I promise you to bless your life. And God challenged me to write that book despite who I used to be, despite what I thought I couldn't do, despite what I thought I couldn't be, because in my weakness, he is made strong. And you got to get rid of every excuse that you're trying to use for not being who God called you to be. Get rid of your mama wasn't there excuse. Get rid of your father left you excuse. Get rid of your, get rid of not having enough money excuse. Get rid of all of those things that you think will hold you back from being who God called you to be. And realize that those things actually made you stronger. Those things actually made you wiser. Those things actually made you dig for more. Those things actually made you depend on God for what you needed. And through him, you have become who you are. So that's why it's time to step into purpose as you're walking into this new year. That's why it's time to step into your destiny, because you have what you need. Oh, my God, have mercy. I need somebody to write that in the chat right now. Say, I have what I need. I have what I need. I have what I need. What do you need? Whatever God told you to do with, whatever he has called you to do, he's equipped you to do it. Why? Because he's given you all things that pertain to life and godliness, the word of God says. You have everything you need. You don't need anything outside of you. You need wisdom. You need guidance. You need direction. You need to be submitted to authority. But everything you need to accomplish the will of God for your life, you have on the inside. Greater is he that is in me than he that will come against me in the world. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, Philippians 4 and 13. I need you to understand that you are something special, that you are God's masterpiece, that you are God's greatest creation, that you are the best thing that God has ever created in the earth. No one else can do what you can do. No one else can accomplish what you were put here on the earth to do. No one else has your fingerprint. No one else has your eyesight. No one else has your vision. No one else has your purpose. No one else can accomplish your destiny. Only you. So why not step up? Why not lean in? Why not get rid of your excuses and just realize that despite what you think you are not, God can do it through you anyway. Do you realize that God used imperfect people to, to, to spread his gospel? Do you realize he used a cussing sailor? Do you realize that he used a lying uh, 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 Abraham? Did you, do you realize that he used a, 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 a doubting Thomas? Do you realize that he used a portraying Judas? Do you realize all the people that God decided that he was going to use despite their weaknesses, despite their frailties, despite what they thought they could not do? Because of God being with them, they could do all things. And I need you to truly buy into the fact that God can do all things through you if he's called you to it. Oh, this is good. I feel like I'm pushing somebody. I feel like I'm pushing somebody to do something that you thought you couldn't do. Pick it back up. Grab it again. Blow the dust off of it. Reapproach it. Pull the blueprint out. Let's go. Let's get after it. You can do all things through Christ that strengthens you.
No more excuses. No more. God has given you everything that you need. Let's step into this new year. I knew you. Oh, this is good. Sheesh. All right, I'm almost done. I'm almost there. I know I'm pushing you today, but I know I had to push you before the game because you're going to enjoy the game in a few minutes. But I needed to give you some of this Holy Ghost before you step into this new year, because this will be the last message that some of you will hear before 2022 clocks. And I wanted to make sure that you heard the word from the Lord. Okay. next thing you're going to have to get rid of if you're going to step into this new year is your stinking thinking. I want to get down to the core. I want to get down to who you are and who you believe that you are. Some of us, some of us, because we, we can't even perceive ourselves walking or being what it is that we dream about, we never really even set a timeline for it. We never even really write the blueprint for it. We never really create the business plan for it. We never really go talk to the bank manager about it. We never really go sit down with the home loan people. We never really go uh, to, 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 to parenting classes despite we don't have kids. We never really prepare ourselves for what it is that we think we might be able to do because we actually think that we cannot. And that stinking thinking has to drop off of you if you're going to step into this new year and you're going to walk and be who you called to be. Why? Because Proverbs 23 and 7 says this, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks, or woman, in her hearts, in her heart, in his heart, so is he. So whatever you think you are is what you're going to be. Wow, how powerful is that? How powerful is the fact that whatever you think is what you actually get in your life. Whatever you're thinking is going to come to you. Whatever you come in agreement with in your thoughts will come in agreement with you. So be careful what you think on. What you need to be thinking on is things that are lovely, things that are beautiful, things that are wonderful, things that are a good report. You need to be thinking on things like that because the hope of glory lives on the inside. And you've got to get rid of your stinking thinking about yourself, about your abilities, about what you can and cannot do if you're going to step into this new life that God has called you to. One more. You ready? I got more, but I'm out of time. I want to make sure that I, that I, that I add this up and make sure that I, I put this thing together as we close this out. If you're going to step into this new year and really be who God called you to be, you're going to have to make some better personal choices. I remember being a, a teenage kid, being in my biology class in the ninth grade and reaching into a, uh, uh, an empty fish tank to grab a rock and throw at my biology teacher while he was teaching. And they were little bitty pebbles, and I, I, I was just throwing them up, and you know, I thought it was funny. Everybody else in the class thought it was funny. They kept hitting, oh, what's that? What's that? What's that? I mean, he had the pocket protector here. He had the super thick glasses. I mean, he was a traditional biology teacher, and I was a traditional class clown at that time. God saved me. Thank, thank God I got delivered. I, I'm, I'm rescued. I've been washed with the blood. Don't throw no rocks at me now. I don't throw rocks anymore either. But at that time, I thought it was so funny. 
And I reached back. I mean, after I'd thrown a couple of them, he didn't know who they were, they were coming from. I reached back and grabbed one, didn't realize how big it was. I threw it forward and it actually broke his glasses and his glasses broke and a piece of his glasses actually broke into his eye and scratched his cornea. I was in trouble because I had made a bad choice. They called the police and they put me in handcuffs and they took me to wherever they take the students inside the school when they're in trouble. They wrote me a ticket for assault and they sent me to an alternative school for the remainder of the semester because this is what they do to students who break laws and assault teachers like I had done. And before I knew it, my life was in a tailspin and I could not believe that I had done something that was that bad. And because of my poor choices, because of my poor choices, because of my poor personal choices, I was now sitting in an alternative school with students who, in my opinion, <laughs> these were some tough students. These were, this is where the bad kids went. This is where the kids went that could not be dealt with in regular school. And it was so hard to be educated there. It was so difficult to be focused because it was so much bad going on. And I had put myself in that position because of the poor choices that I made. I got saved after that first year during the summer, and I ended up going to court for the, for the court case for assault. The, um, the teacher was actually sitting there in the courtroom, and my aunt went with me to the courtroom. I remember my aunt approaching the desk of the judge, and she pleaded with the judge saying, please, this young man, you have no idea what happened in his life, you have no idea what he went through, you have no idea what, 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 what his mom, and, and he, he went to 16 different elementary schools. He, he's finally getting his life together. He's, he's, he's going to church. He's doing things the right way. His mom can't come right now because she's at work right now, but I'm here to vouch for him and to say that he's, he's moving in the right direction. If, if you could just give this young man a chance, if you could just give this young man a chance, if you could just help, if, if there's anything he can do, it, please, just anything. And so she pleaded with the judge, and finally the judge calls me to the bench, I come forward. He says, I don't ever wanna see you in my courtroom again. And if I do see you in my, my court again, I will exercise the law to the fullest extent. I don't wanna see you anymore. And he dismisses the case. I walk out of the courtroom uh, with an assault charge that I should have had on my life. But thank God for the grace of God that stepped in into that situation and, uh, and rescued me but I want to tell you something, my poor choices that I made as a young man could have cost me my entire life, could have cost me being a pastor one day. There's no way I would have been a pastor with an assault case on my record. They do background checks when you get hired by churches. There's no way I could have served all the great churches that we've served over the last 15 years. I would have been seen and, and, and I would have had a mark against me and there was no way I could have done ministry full time like I've been doing it. But God in his sovereignty and in his grace decided to cover me in that situation. And I'm praying for the same grace to hit my brothers and my sisters who have also made some personal poor choices in their lives in this year that you need God to redeem you from as you step into this next year. My goodness, I'm believing that the same grace and the same mercy that rescued me from a bad situation will also rescue you as you come into this new year. I need you to get into a position of humility and a position of lowliness and a position 
uh, of repentance where you're allowing yourself and your heart to be moved and pricked by God as this message has gone forward to do whatever it takes to cut away whatever is trying to stop you from becoming who God calls you to be. I don't know if it's personal, if it's, if it's personal choices. I don't know if it's your bad attitude. I don't know if it's excuses. I don't know if it's digital distractions. I don't know. Maybe it's some shipmates that you have in your, in your, in your vicinity. I don't know what it is. You know what? Thank you, Holy Spirit. There might be some things you need to cut that the Holy Spirit has revealed to you that I didn't say. But he's shown you some things that you need to cut as you get ready to cross into this new year. Can I tell you something? You cannot take that old stuff into this new season. Right now, as we close this message, this is your time to draw the line in the sand and choose a side and say, I'm going to do whatever it takes to become the person that God called me to be in 2022. I'm not going to allow another snare. I'm not going to, I'm not going to allow another relationship. I'm not going to allow another distraction. I'm not going to allow any poor choices. I'm going to make better choices in 2022 so that I will not stop the destiny and the purpose that God has for my life. Bow your head. I want to pray. Wow. Who am I talking to today? Who's the Holy Spirit talking to? I want everybody to ask yourself this question as you're bowing your head. What would the Holy Spirit have you to take away from this message? What would the Holy Spirit have you to learn from what was taught today? And what would the Holy Spirit have you to apply as you get ready to cross into a new year? I want you to take a moment and ask God that. Because I believe that God is sovereign enough that he will speak to all of us at the same time about whatever it is that we need to cut in order to come into this new year. Lord, it's going to be hard, but I'll cut it. Lord, it'll hurt a little bit. It'll, it's going to change some things in, in my life, but, but I'll cut it. Whatever it is that he's challenging you to do, I want you to be courageous enough. Say, Lord, I will cut it. Father, we thank you right now for the strength and the courage to cut whatever it is that we need to cut in order to be who you called us to be. Lord, we don't want anything to rob us of this new season that you're calling us into, this new year that, that we're about to walk into, this last Sunday message that we're hearing before we come into the year. This is a prophetic moment for some of us. We're gonna remember this moment that we drew a line in the sand and we decided to cut away whatever it is that's keeping us from becoming everything you called us to be. Holy Spirit, move on the hearts and the minds of every person listening right now that we might be everything you called us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hold on. Hold on before you go anywhere. Just stay right there. Stay right there. I believe as we get ready to close this message out, there are some people that you have, you have, I mean, you checked every box on this thing, but the one thing that you haven't done in 2021, this last Sunday, God wants to give you the opportunity to do just that, and that is give your life to Jesus. If you're watching this message and something this crazy crunch this crazy country preacher from dallas has said on this digital message has touched your heart in some kind of way i want you to know that's god i want you to know that's the power of the holy spirit trying to pull you close to the purpose that god has for your life i want you to know that god has a destiny and a plan waiting for you that is brighter than any dark season that you've ever come through and he's waiting to rescue you from the grips 
of your past if you will say yes to him. If you're watching today and you want to give your life to Jesus, I want you to raise your hand right now in the chat, anywhere on this screen. If you're watching us on YouTube, if you're watching us on Facebook, if you're watching us on our website, just, just throw a hand up if you want to give your life to Jesus. Maybe you want to rededicate your life to Jesus. Maybe you walked away, you just gave up on this whole thing, this Christian, this Christian thing. You just said, man, it's not for me. I don't want to try. Maybe today the Lord has touched your heart and you want to get back on track before you come into the new year. This, listen, it's not too late. You can do it. It can, it can happen right now. This is your moment. Say yes to Jesus right now. Put a hand up in the chat. We have people ready to pray for you right now as you raise your hands. I see those hands. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for my brother and my sister that's given their hearts to you. I pray, Father God, that anyone that calls on the name of Jesus, your word declares that anyone who calls on the name of Jesus shall be saved. And God, I pray right now that as they watch, wherever they're watching from, they're calling your name. They're saying, Jesus, save me. They're saying, Jesus, rescue me. They're saying, Jesus, change me. They're saying, Jesus, rearrange my life. And God, I pray that as they pray that today, God, that you would rescue them. You are faithful and mighty to save, Father God. And I pray that you would save my brother, save my sister from the life that they have been living into a life that you call them to. I thank you that today you're accepting them into your family. You're accepting them into your, in, in, into your, your Christian family, Father. I thank you that today we celebrate new brothers and sisters who have decided to come alongside and obey what you call them to be and who you call them to be, Father. I thank you that today, God, purpose is being born in someone. Purpose is being born into somebody's heart and mind. And I thank you, Father God, that the devil has lost yet again. He thought he was going to hold them back before the new year came. In And I thank you, Father, they're going to come into this new year on this last Sunday, a new person, a new man, a new woman, a new father, a new husband, a new mom. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel to hear more messages like this one. If you like what you heard, please share with your family and friends. Don't forget to connect with us on our website at CourageousChurch.online. Courageous Church courageous people.